The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Now, welcome back to our number two of today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Thursday morning. It is 8.02 in the city of Tucson, October the 21st, 2021. And uh, whether you're tuning in on the AM side at 14.90, on the FM side at 104.9, or if you're listening via the live stream, which you can find on ESPNTucson.com, I appreciate you guys tuning in for uh, all of the mayhem and craziness and eventually some sports news and entertainment that will occur on this radio program every single weekday as we are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show here, talking sports from 7 to 9 every single day. Um, Adrian Denny, play-by-play voice of the Tucson Roadrunner, is going to be joining me in about 15 minutes to talk some uh, talk some local puck down there in Tucson. But until then, we'll talk some NFL. We do have uh, plenty of NFL news and notes to get into. Of course, Thursday night football tonight, the Broncos and the Browns. The Browns are going to be without a slew of players, including quarterback Baker Mayfield, who apparently needs surgery on that left shoulder, but he may wait until the offseason to get it done. Um, this is one of those situations where you, 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 you want to make sure that you're, you're not out there hurting your team by playing hurt. There have been plenty of players who have done that in the past, and I admire Baker Mayfield for wanting to be the tough guy. Obviously couldn't go on the short week this week with the damaged shoulder. It popped out of out of socket again. He landed on it awkwardly, um, as it always seems to happen. Whenever you injure something, it's like you never, you've never seen Baker Mayfield fall that way before until he fell that way on Sunday and um, re-injured the shoulder, obviously, and now can't go this week. And, then, of course, he'll be a game-time decision, probably questionable all week uh, for next week's game that they have or the next game that they have scheduled, for that matter. So – there was some news floated out overnight last night or you know late last night, I guess I should say, and it was something that we've talked about before, and I'm not exactly sure who the leak is coming from, but I can pretty much tell you that I where I think it is. Um, it's of course the, the the rumors, the trade rumors that Deshaun Watson would be traded by the Texans to the Miami Dolphins. Now there's there's got to be some kind of truth to the rumor because it continues to get leaked, and I'm sure that it's Deshaun Watson's camp who is leaking this information because they're trying to get their player to a situation where he can actually play. The Texans are not going to play him. They have made it so. The NFL has has said that he's eligible to play, but he has not been welcomed to the team. He has not wanted to play for the Texans. And, of course, with all of the offseason problems that he's had with the uh, with the sexual misconduct allegations from the 22 women um, that uh, that – he allegedly had contact with that's all been a big part of it as well but the Dolphins not happy with their quarterback situation that's obvious it's been obvious since the beginning of the season they're now one in five and like I said they're a Damian Harris fumble away from being 0-6 and one of the worst teams in the league not only record-wise but just watching the teams play I mean it's you can you can tell that the Dolphins just don't have it right now and I like Brian Flores as a head coach I think maybe Things have gotten away from him this year. Uh, you know, they've got some talented guys there. I think they got rid of some of the wrong talent over the last couple of seasons. Now, Xavier Howard, of course, really, really good football player. 
They're talking about he might be on the trading block right now because he's not happy. So things kind of falling apart in Miami right now with their football team. So, the, you know, the question lies here, okay, well, who who are the Texans going to be dancing with? They're, they're going to have to find somebody. The trade deadline is in 12 days. NFL trade deadline is 12 days away. If they don't get a deal done, they're going to be stuck with, with getting nothing for, for Deshaun Watson when he leaves the team in the offseason. So they need to work out a trade. Finding the value that they want to get is going to be a problem because they're not playing him. And people, you know, teams know that he's not going to play for the Texans. So it's like, we're not taking anything away from you. <laughs> You're going to lose him in the offseason for nothing anyways. Why should we give you three first-round draft picks? So the negotiations have been very, very difficult in this particular situation. You have to find a team that is going to be desperate, essentially, to make that change. Now, here's the, you know, here's the thing. How much do you think Deshaun Watson could help the Miami Dolphins? Do the Miami Dolphins believe that they are a playoff team with Deshaun Watson? Because the truth of the matter is, you make trades because you believe that that player will help you get to the playoffs. You don't make a trade just to make just to simply have like a slight upgrade at the position. You know, player teams that are already in the playoff hunt, you know, teams like the Cowboys, the Cardinals, teams like that, they'll be looking for kind of like backup help. Okay, I know I saw I saw yesterday or this morning I can't remember which it was that the the Cardinals may be interested in Jabril Peppers, the of course the former Heisman candidate and the safety. You know, I mean, you know, really good, obviously really good football player, uh, Jabril Peppers. He, you know, the, the the Cardinals would be interested in maybe bringing him in to add some depth to that defense, to to add uh, another, you know, another Swiss Army knife to Vance Joseph's pocket. Um, if you're already a, a playoff team, those are the types of trades you made. But if you're the Miami Dolphins, do you believe that that Deshaun Watson is a huge upgrade at quarterback, a, a playoff-changing upgrade at quarterback? Certainly not today. The Dolphins, I don't think, are going to make the playoffs, even if they made the trade today and got Deshaun Watson into camp and got him ready to go. In It's going to take two to three weeks before he's even ready to get in on that offense and have – game speed and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's going to take him a while to reacclimate and just to learn the offense there in Miami. You know, I, I did my, my list of top 10 quarterbacks yesterday, and look, you guys responded. I, I, got some great, uh, I got some great tweets from you guys, like messages and things like that on Twitter. Thank you guys for sharing that. I hope I was able to get back to everyone who shared their list with me or their thoughts on my list. And the one thing that I – that I realized at the end of the day yesterday when I was kind of just pouring them over and stuff, first of all, uh, a lot of you guys love yourselves some Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray rated very high with the fans on the top ten quarterbacks list. Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. Everybody's got their opinion and what they like and what they value in a quarterback. And it's easy to love everything that Kyler Murray is doing right now. I mean, he's, a, he's the front runner for the MVP award in the NFL right now. It's easy to love what he's doing. And, uh, you know, I thought that, that your list looked really good yesterday. The one name that was left off of every list is, is the guy who's been forgotten, though. And he, a really, really good, solid quarterback in this league, and that's Deshaun Watson. As I was looking through the the list that you guys sent me or the opinions you guys had on mine, you know, say, well, where's this guy? Where's this guy? Nobody mentioned Deshaun Watson. I didn't have him in my list. And nobody mentioned him in their list or their opinions of, of, you know, where does this player, where do you have this player rated or this kind of stuff. 
I it, it was completely forgotten by all parties because you know he he you know basically lost interest last season after everything that fell apart with the Houston Texans and the front of office management and the, the trading of DeAndre Hopkins and all that kind of stuff I mean that was there was plenty of of fallout from everything that happened during the covid season and then he hasn't played so people have forgotten about him you know i was having a conversation yesterday and discussing that you know i think that in the nfl right now quarterback play is definitely up i do it every year i look at quarterbacks i do kind of a ranking of who i think the best quarterbacks are and i also kind of put together like a list or just a, a mental note of how many quarterbacks in the league i think are are capable or worthy of winning a Super Bowl in, in, in any given season. And normally that number is somewhere between like five and eight. There's been a lot of bad quarterback play in the NFL over the years. Certainly recently uh, there's been a resurgence. But even then, you know, when I, when I looked at quarterbacks and even some of the better quarterbacks in the league, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I, I, are they going to win a Super Bowl? No. That guy's not going to win a Super Bowl. No, no. This year – I look at the quarterbacks in this league, and I'm like, there's probably 15 guys, 15 quarterbacks right now that I could say are Super Bowl-caliber quarterbacks, Super Bowl-winning caliber quarterbacks. And, yes, for fear of sounding like a homer, I'm going to put Jimmy Garoppolo in there because he was oh so close to winning one, close to winning one. But I think you'd have to put Deshaun Watson on that list as well. If you give him a good roster to work with, I think Deshaun Watson is capable of winning a Super Bowl. You know, and you go back to my to my top ten list and then my honorable mentions. I had three honorable mentions on that list. I think all thirteen of those guys certainly capable of winning a Super Bowl. If they're if they're the best of the best, I think they're capable of winning a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, I think he could win a Super Bowl. I think Kirk Cousins could win a Super Bowl. I really do. I mean, look at look at who else has won Super Bowls in their in their careers. So yeah, I think they're all capable. Justin Herbert, I think eventually he has the. I mean, I mean, like if the if the Chargers got in this year, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to a Super Bowl. And if you make it to one, as long as you're not just absolutely horrible, then I think you would you would say that that person is capable of winning a Super Bowl. You know, Josh Allen. I think we're going to look at him when all the all is said and done as being one of the great ones. Dak Prescott certainly capable of winning. Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes have already won one. Russell Wilson, he's already won one. I think you could say Lamar Jackson's capable. Matthew Stafford's certainly capable. Derek Carr, Kyler Murray. Hell, the, the Cardinals may win it this year. I don't see any holes in that team. They can, you know, they, they, they solve the problem in the kicking game by bringing in Matt Prater. He's automatic. Special teams has been really good this year for them, and that's just in special teams. That's not even counting what they've done offensively and defensively. It's a really good football team. That is a, as solid a football team top to bottom, the way they're performing right now, as any team in the league. The record shows it. I mean, Kyler could win a Super Bowl this year. He's that good, and the team is that good. But this, this is a, a, a wealth of quarterback talent for the NFL that we haven't seen in quite some time. Like I said, I think there's 15, maybe could be stretched to 16 quarterbacks in this league who are capable of winning a Super Bowl, which is double what I've ever really kind of, as far as lists that I've put together, that's like double the most that I've ever had in a single season, at least since I've been doing it. Uh, so, look, it's, it's, 
it's a wonderful thing, and things are getting better for the for the NFL in that aspect. Things are getting better for quarterbacks because of the resurgence in the wide receiver game. The the resurgence in the talent at wide receiver because of the way that uh, you know that seven on seven ball, high school football, and college football is going. Wide receivers are, I mean, they're everywhere. Every team. I, I suspect that by 2024, every team will have three stars, three star wide receivers, like star capable wide receivers. Where you look at them and go, he's number two or number three on this team. He could be number one on this team or whatever. Every team is going to have that because there are so many good wide receivers coming out. You look at the NFL draft, and the, you know, the wide receivers have been inching up, inching up in the draft, inching up in the draft slots, supplanting offensive linemen in the draft slots, supplanting defensive backs in, in, the, in the draft slots. They've been moving up. NFL scouts and GMs have taken note of where the real talent is, where you can get the most talent on the field at any given time. And right now, that's quarterback-wide receiver combinations. Arizona Cardinals have four excellent wide receivers. They just added a really good tight end to the mix. They're going to be an absolute handful for every single team they play. You can't find enough defensive backs to cover these guys. Defensive backs are getting hurt. Wide receivers rarely get hurt, right? I mean, we when when you when you look at the list of of injuries in the NFL, most of the time you're looking you're like okay, linebacker, offensive lineman, quarterback, running back, cornerback. You know, you, you look through them all defensive linemen, and you're like waiting down at the bottom. You're like, oh, there's a couple wide receivers that are hurt. Like they rarely get hurt. So it's it's a it's it's going to change the look of the NFL. It really is because the NFL is going to find the most talented players. These guys are, are professionals. They get paid millions of dollars to find these guys. They're going to find the most talented players. And right now, the most talented athletes are playing quarterback and wide receiver. It's going to change the game. They're not playing corner. You know, there was there was a, a resurgence of corners uh, a decade ago. That's going away. Those guys are all jumping to the offensive side of the ball where they can make plays and show out and, and be fancy and make tons of money and celebrate touchdowns and make one-handed grabs and uh, you know it's 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 all sexiness it's good i mean it's it's fun i'm not i'm not downgrading it i'm saying i i love it i think it's great for the nfl i you know as opposed to like you know in baseball where i prefer a pitcher's duel um you know i like when the nfl is scoring points i like excitement the passing game offers a ton of excitement i like it so i'm all good with that and look i mean look arizona worst team in the pac 12 right What's the best position of talent for Arizona? Wide receiver. That's where Arizona has their most talent. So get on board. Be ready. It's going to be a slew of wide receivers taking over the NFL. Look at how good some of the rookies are in second-year guys in the NFL right now. They're taking over. Killing it. All right, speaking of uh, Arizona football, let's do another registration for my tickets. Let's do it. We're going to do uh, text to win here. Text the word halftime. 68683 is the number. Text the word halftime to 68683 for your chance to win my tickets to tomorrow night's game against Washington. This is your last chance to get into the registration. We got a small window here for you to uh, send in your text messages. Uh, t- message and data rates may apply, but uh, text the word halftime to 68683 for your chance to win. We'll announce the winners tomorrow. We'll have two winners. Each of them will win a pair of tickets, and we will just text the tickets right over to you. It's just that simple. Halftime, 
The number is 68683. Text now. Good luck, and we'll see who wins tomorrow morning. All right. We're going to take a timeout. When we return, we will be joined by Adrian Denny, the play-by-play voice of the Tucson Roadrunners. That's next right here on The Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. And talking some local puck right now as the Tucson Roadrunners are going to be having their homecoming for the 2021-22 season. Going to be opening up the weekend against the Texas Stars. And joining us right now to talk some uh, local hockey is the play-by-play voice of the Tucson Roadrunners, Adrian Denny, joins us right now on the Jeff Dean Show. Adrian, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Quite the weekend here in Tucson, huh? We've got uh, football Friday night with you, and then we'll take over the GCC Saturday and Sunday. Lots of lots of sports action going on this weekend, and super excited about that. I can't wait uh, to get down to see the team play at some point this uh, this season. I'm, I may actually end up staying overnight and just stay there on Saturday to come to the game or uh, come to the game on Saturday night to see the uh, the home opener as the Roadrunners open at home uh, in the TCC. Now you know, they're going to be bouncing back from a season last year. Uh, it wasn't a, wasn't a great year for them. You know, thirteen and twenty uh, with three overtime losses. It wasn't the defense or the goaltending, really, but it was the offense that struggled uh, quite a bit in the uh, in the season last year. Talk about some of the changes that the Roadrunners have gone through this off season. Yeah, Jeff, it was. Uh, it's funny to say it because I've never called a season where we had a losing record, and, and for me personally, I hate to brag, but uh, it's my 17th season in pro hockey, and I think I've only had three of those. So it's it's not easy to take. Wow. But I've never called a season a success with a losing record like that. And, and we were, we were so young and during the course of the year, the development that took place, I think really has everything lined up to, to, to pick up on the fly this year. And, and last year we had, we had a lot of our leaders, a lot of our veteran guys up with the coyotes on the taxi squad, with just the way the, the season went, all the NHL teams had taxi squads. And in our case, it took away uh, five, six, seven guys that, that would have been here and, and would have absolutely made an impact. But with that being said, we, we were in a development situation and, and able to, to spend a lot of time with uh, a lot of prospects and, and get them just, just get them in situations. They probably would have been not been before. And with, with this year and us, us having the, the full team back, I think we're really going to see the, see the benefits of it. And, and one thing, Jeff, as you said, the, the goaltending last year, it was, it was solid. Ivan Prozatov was here about half the year, but the other half he was up with, with the Coyotes on yep. their taxi squad or backing up or, or starting a game as, as you know, they had, they had both goalies injured at several times last year. And, and Ivan was, was right in there and, and uh, we've got him back this year and he had a, a phenomenal game and overtime shutout on, on Friday night, first game of the year, uh, Winning at one nothing, so excited to to get him back in a, in a development situation here, where where he's going to be playing uh, on a regular basis. Every team, regardless of sport, had to deal with certain challenges in the in the COVID year. Obviously, with uh, you, you know, with whether it was protocols and things like that. What were some of the challenges that you saw that uh, that the, the the Roadrunners had to go through with AHL protocols and whatnot? 
You know what? We've always had a really tight-knit group. And last year, um, and, and I'll be honest with you, the fact that we just got to come to the rink last year and yeah. practice and be together and play games, we'll take that take that over anything, right? It was it was it was still great. It was I, I'd give it an A minus B plus, right? As far as you know, the season went just because we, we just had no idea what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden we, after Christmas, the AHL finalized the schedule and we got our training camp and our game schedule. And we were just able to be together and be at the rink. You know, with that, as I said, we're, we're a tight team always, every year. It's just kind of the culture that's been, you know, grown here in Tucson. And, and when we went on the road, we had to take two buses, right, to keep everybody spaced out. Mm-hmm. We weren't able to, to do our, our team meals in the way we, we usually do. And, I mean, we, we made everything work, and we, we did everything, you know, still together. We were just a little farther apart than usual. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'd say. But, I, I mean, we, we were just happy to, to be there. But, but it's great, to, you know, to, to take one bus on the road again and, and be able to have our meals and our guys can, can go out on a, on a night off and, uh, enjoy uh, enjoy a good meal in a in a town like like San Jose or Stockton where where we practiced last week and, and open the the regular season so so it's 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 good uh, it's good to be back to where we were a couple of years ago our team and our staff our coaches 100 percent vaccinated so we're we're proud of of of, of that and, and and you know the the protocols have, have pretty much uh, put us back into uh, a normal situation because of that. You know, Adrian, you mentioned Stockton. You guys were in Stockton last week for the uh, the season opener. Nothing like opening the season with a shutout win. Goaltender uh, Ivan Prozvatov, of course, gets the shutout win, 29 saves in that win over Stockton. Uh, what was it like to get that first win of the season uh, you know, under your belt, essentially? Yeah, it felt like we were just back, uh, back where we were, uh, back in 2019-2020 atop the Pacific Division. We won that division championship in, in the shortened year, and, and – Ivan was back and you know we it just felt like we were we were we picked up right where we left off and I mean last year we got off to a, a 4-0 start and you know a, an injury here we lost, we lost a guy like Blake Spears four games in it it, it it was one of our glue guys and so that was another thing last year that that uh that we were trying to overcome is, is losing a, a a guy like that who's one of our leaders and, and alternate captains and it just sets the tone on the ice and it, it just felt like guys were were there, and we we rolled Henderson in our final two preseason games. You kind of feel all right. Last year was a development year. We learned a lot. We grew a lot as a as a, as a group, and and this year we're, we're we're here. We're ready to go win another division. We're joined by Adrian Denny, play by play voice of the Tucson Roadrunners, here on the Jeff Dean Show. Now, Adrian, for people that are listening that that are going to be going to games for the first time they may be checking out the tucson roadrunners for the very first time this weekend who are some of the skaters that they should be looking for yeah all sorts of coyotes prospects on this team jeff that uh we'll see up in the nhl probably this year even right i mean you, you always go through your, your share of call-ups number 50 oh, yeah. i froze the top between the pipes uh, number two, 32, Yosef Kozinash is a guy that we played against the last three seasons. He was in San Jose. He played against us. He played against the Coyotes up with the Sharks in the NHL. So our two goalies, they both have NHL experience. And, 
and and you know during the course of a year you rarely go uh, a whole season without uh, a, a goalie getting called up to the NHL. So you got those guys. You got Jan Unique. Uh, he wears number twenty one. He's barely twenty one <laughs> for for the Roadrunners. A, a Coyotes draft pick uh, in twenty sixteen. He made his his uh, pro debut last year, and at the end of the year, two goals in two games with the Coyotes. He's back with us to to continue uh, continue developing. Matthias Michelli, number seventy two. Mm-hmm. He's out of Finland. He was drafted by the Coyotes in 2019. He's a guy we've been keeping an eye on for the last couple of years, just waiting um, and anticipating his uh, his debut in the desert. He's with us. He, he was our leading scorer in the preseason, um, scored in each game uh, in Stockton uh, last weekend. So it's a young group, uh, 10 Coyotes draft picks on the roster, and uh, we're really, really young. 14 of the 23 guys are, are under 23, and eight of them were born after the year uh, – 2000 they're a young fun uh energetic group and they're they're here for business adrian for the a little bit more experienced puckheads out there that are enjoying the the tucson roadrunners and understand hockey any changes in philosophy this year i noticed that the, the defensemen are really pressing uh, they're getting up into the scoring zones and things like that is that a change from from previous years or is this basically uh, you know kind of what you expect to see out of roadrunner hockey yeah, I think I think we've we've kind of gotten our established identity, which it just is allowing us to to pick up where we left off. Uh, Jay Verity back, uh, coach the Roadrunners in, in 2018, 2019, 2019, 2020 for that division championship year. He was up with the Coyotes last year as an assistant coach. Steve Poppin was our head coach. Steve has, has slid back as associate head coach. Jay's back as head coach. But you look at this this coaching staff. They've been in Tucson a combined. 13 years for an organization that's, that's only been here in our in our sixth season. So those, those guys work together unbelievably. They've got a, a just a, a, a way of, of knowing what what they're all thinking and, and how they all uh, see the game from from their different different perspectives. John Slaney, uh, AHL Hall of Famer and defenseman. Steve Poppin, uh, a master offensively. I was talking to Shane Doan uh, this summer about Steve. He's like, oh, no, Steve's incredible. He coached my son, Josh, when he was growing up at Phoenix. So uh, you got that. And, and Jay Verity, who's, who's come up as a coach over the last uh, 20 years after his college career ended with an injury and, uh, and, and shifted over there. So you've got our coaching staff who, who sets the tone, and, and, and they give the credit to the players for setting the culture and being the leaders. But the way those guys come in on a daily basis, you, you see roadrunners come in for their first year, and by their fourth year, they're all of a sudden the fourth-year guy that was the fourth-year guy when, when they were the rookie. And, and we've seen guys like Kyle Casabianco come in. He's up with the Coyotes, a really good puck-moving defenseman. And now all of a sudden you see a guy like Cam Denis in his fourth year here all of a sudden. He's become that puck-moving defenseman who can quarterback the power play, who can who can join the action and, and – do what Kyle was doing for, for his time. It's kind of like just, just filling in spots. Sometimes that's what you got to do in the, uh, in, in the, in the, you know, the developmental leagues and things like that in the AHL and stuff, because you never know when somebody's going to be called up. So you have to change things on the fly. And that's always some of the fun things about some of the, you know, some of the, the minor pro leagues and stuff that are out there. And that's what we're uh, looking forward to with the Roadrunners this year. Now, you guys have opening night coming up. That game is going to be Saturday at 7 o'clock, but there's a party on the plaza that starts at 4 o'clock. What can the fans expect to see in the festivities this weekend for the home openers? 
Yeah, it's going to be so much fun, Jeff. We've got uh, our red carpet walk, which has become one of our favorite traditions at the TCC opening night. Our players are going to arrive at the TCC. They're going to be driven up in classic, uh, classic cars and Corvettes, the beautiful colors. They'll be getting out in their suits, walking the red carpet. Uh, the fans will be there. We'll have music blasting, and the guys will go into the arena, and we'll continue the party uh, out on the plaza until the game game starts at 7, go in and, uh, and, and have a good time being together. 100% capacity, and, and we're looking forward to, uh, to a full building. After uh, last year, we just kind of – kind of went up in increments as, uh, as far as the capacity went as, as things started to, to settle down. Well, Adrian, we're glad to get out of the way as uh, we can have a Friday night game uh, in, at Arizona Stadium so that you guys can have Saturday all to yourself and, of course, Sunday the game at 4 o'clock as well. Adrian, thank you for your time, man. We appreciate it. Good luck this weekend and on the rest of the season. Of course, we'll be talking to you throughout the year as well. Yeah, Jeff, thanks so much for having me. And I told you a couple weeks ago, I thought the U of A was going to beat UCLA. I was watching the game in, in our hotel room. I thought, okay, this is it. I'm sticking with it, man. This is the week that uh, that we get uh, the first win. I've been telling people they're they're going to upset some teams and uh, and excited to see the game on on Friday night and then come on inside for some hockey Saturday and Sunday. Well, I love your optimism and enthusiasm, and I hope it uh, it hope it it comes through, and I hope we're able to get a win for uh, for not just for you for the city of Tucson, but for those uh, those players that uh, that give their blood, their sweat, and their tears every single day for that program. Hundred percent. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Adrian. You have a great day. All right. You too. Appreciate it, Jeff. Take care, man. You too. That's Adrian Denny, play-by-play voice of the Tucson Roadrunners. And the Roadrunners open up this weekend. They have a Saturday and Sunday slate against the Texas Stars. Get on out there and see the Roadrunners go there early to see the red carpet ride that the the Roadrunners are going to lay out there. The players are going to be arriving in classic cars. Always a lot of fun out there for the uh, the party on the plaza. That It starts at 4 p.m. and then the game starts at 7 p.m. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. So get on out there, enjoy some uh, beautiful Tucson weather, and enjoy some Roadrunner hockey. 7 p.m. Saturday, 4 p.m. Sunday at the TCC. You can get your tickets. Go to TucsonRoadrunners.com. Um, you can go there or you can just walk right up to the box office. Get them on site and enjoy some hockey. Get out your hoodies. Get out a, a beanie cap. Head on down to uh, to the TCC where it's nice and cool inside there and watch some hockey and cheer on your Roadrunners. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we return, more NFL right here on the Jeff Dean Show. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. NFL Week 7 rolls on, and FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet Every week, all you have to do is bet a same-game parlay. You hear me call them SGPs. Bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more, and if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. It's $10 guaranteed SGP insurance. And this Sunday, featuring the uh, the Texans as the beleaguered Texans roll into Glendale to take on the surging Cardinals and Kyler Murray, of course playing at an MVP level right now. I'm looking at an SGP right now of Cardinals money line. That's the easy one, right? James Conner over rushing yards. And I'm going to tease it a little bit there with the Cardinals defense or special teams to score a touchdown because you get such a great return on investment in that. I feel like it's going to be a fun play for me and just kind of rooting for the defense or the special teams to run one back, see if they can get a score because uh, that just makes things more fun. And I tell you, if I can nail that same game parlay, I will gladly 
walk that ticket up to the virtual counter and cash it in. Now, FanDuel Sportsbook, of course, America's number one sportsbook. The app is super easy to use. It's safe and secure. And when you walk that ticket up to the virtual ticket counter to cash it in, you get your money back in less than 24 hours. It's quick, folks. And uh, if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, great. You can sign up today with my promo code and receive even better promotions. You can get the 30-to-1 enhanced odds on the Sunday matchup between the Cardinals and the Texans if you use my promo code, DEAN. Just use my last name when you sign up in the little promo code section, and you can win $150 on a $5 bet. But you got to make sure you use my promo code, DEAN. That's my promotion that I extend to you guys. It is exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and over in President Arizona. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Expires in seven days. Max refund is $10. Restrictions apply. See terms on sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlays are available for multiple sports in all states and on mobile and web. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. Always fun to talk hockey. And the Tucson uh, community has, of course, the Tucson Roadrunners. Love watching live hockey. Can't wait to get out to see some Roadrunners games this year when I'm in town. And uh, really, really looking forward to watching the team play. Look, you know, Adrian Denny, he talked about it in the previous segment about last year was such a struggle in more ways than one. Not only was it, you know, the, coming back from the COVID year uh, and all those things, and the, the, they had the, you know, multiple players in and out, up and down with the Coyotes, but they also, of course, lost their head coach to, uh, you know, Coyotes' assistants. So, you know, now that they've got the head coach, head coach back, it looks like they're playing at their old selves again and uh, looking to have a good season this year. they got a good roster. We know that. It's a good roster of uh, good young players, and uh, they've got a really, really great aggressive style, especially on the power play. So go out there and check out Tucson Roadrunners hockey. So the NFL rolls on. Of course, Week 7 is upon us. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of interesting games out there to look at. We've talked about how influential the quarterback-wide receiver duo has become in the NFL. And when I say duo, I mean where the, you know, the position duo. There are plenty of teams out there that just flood the field with great wide receivers. And you look at all the, all the top teams in the NFL right now. Okay, if you're just to take a look at the best teams in the NFL, they all have one very common thread. They have great hookups in the passing game. Great hookups in the passing game. You look at the Arizona Cardinals, of course, Kyler Murray, you know, playing at a playing at, a, at an MVP level, uh, they've got the great wide receiving core. Four of them, you know, that can all go the distance. And now they add Zach Ertz to the mix. That's going to be, you know, even better for the Cardinals. Now the Ravens are like the one team that you kind of just like. I, you know, maybe they don't have the best wide receivers in the bunch, but when you have an incredible playmaker like uh, like Lamar Jackson, of course, and you've got the tight end Mark Andrews, who's fantastic. Um, you know, they have some guys that are underperforming. I think I've seen four Ravens games this year. I've watched them intently probably four times because they're good and they're on TV and you want to watch teams like that play. I always like watching John Harbaugh teams play. They're always so buttoned up. Um, Hollywood Brown has dropped, I don't know, seven or eight passes in the games that I've watched. He's had a real case of the drops this year. And Sammy Watkins still kind of coming back from an injury, having trouble separating Still good wide receivers, though, and wide receivers that need to be respected. Hollywood Brown's got incredible speed and is a good route runner. He just needs to work on his hands a little bit this year. 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we all know, of course, their you know their connections with Tom Brady pulling the trigger and their great wide receivers. And, of course, when they get Gronk back, it's even going to be more of, a, of an opportunity for Brady to put up big numbers. The Green Bay Packers, they're still kind of working things out. Their, their offense isn't explosive, but you've got a first ballot Hall of Famer at quarterback. You've got probably a first ballot Hall of Famer at wide receiver in Devontae Adams. They have other pieces around him, and they're also using the tight ends as well in Green Bay. Okay, so again, great hookups there. And it doesn't matter. Like the, all of these teams, except for, I mean, you know, the Ravens, of course, with their running game, it's been completely decimated from the preseason on. Um, the Buccaneers have had have gotten good contributions from their two running backs that they've run through there. The Green Bay Packers have run a two-running back system. They've done well. Uh, the Cardinals, of course, we know they're about their two running backs that have played extremely well. So, And, and the Cowboys also, right? Two running backs that they've played. The Rams, another 5-1 and one team that runs a two-running back system uh, in and out. You know, just basically just running with the hot hand or getting guys reps. But every single one of those teams – and you can throw the Chargers in there as well. You can probably throw the Titans in there, the Bills. I mean, let's let's just keep going down the list. The Bengals, the Raiders. It's not until you start to get into like the three-win teams where you're like, okay, that's where the talent falls off, except for the Minnesota Vikings. Their wide receivers are spectacular. But it's, it's a common thread. All these teams have immense talent at wide receiver and quarterback. It's where the league is going, folks. It's where the league is going. And – the difference maker in the postseason is your defense. Obviously, it's been that way forever. Defense wins championships. We saw what happened last year. Now, the year before that, it wasn't all about the defense, even though the Kansas City Chiefs defense did step up and play better in that fourth quarter against the 49ers. I think it was more like the 49ers offense just kind of pinched a little bit. They puckered a little bit. Garoppolo wasn't able to make two big throws in that game, and that was the difference in the game. I don't want to give too much credit to the Chiefs defense who um, showed up in the in the final moments of that game. Uh, but it, it's a defense still wins championships. You still have to have that defense. You can't ignore that side of the ball and expect to win a Super Bowl in this league. You, you never will be able to. Um, ask anyone. I mean, it's just you, you, have to ha- you have to be able to get stops because the other team will eventually stop your offense at some point. But, man, it is, it is really fun to watch these offenses go out there and just sling the ball all over the place. Look, I, I, I'm as old school as anyone. I love old school sports. I grew up watching old school, you know, pro, uh, pro sets. Um, I grew up watching, you know, West Coast offense, which was, uh, you know, more wide open, of course, at the time in the 80s. Then you know, then what a lot of teams were used to, unless you're watching Charger football with Air Coriel. But you know, as the expansion is gone, I'm still one of those person that believes in you have to you have to have a good running back. You have to be you have have somebody that's reliable back there. Certainly, someone that's not going to put the ball on the carpet. You got to make sure that it's somebody that's going to secure have good ball security, which is why I was always kind of down on Adrian Peterson, as great as he was an athlete. Guy had fumbleitis for his entire career. Now, there were certain seasons where he was able to mask that, putting up 2,000 yards and 18 touchdowns and unstoppable six and a half yards per carry and stuff. And even though he fumbled the ball seven times that year, it didn't matter. Uh, he, was, he was unstoppable every time he touched the damn ball. Um, but, you, you know, you want to have good, reliable running backs. But, again, you know, you, you look at I've, – I've, I've always had these conversations with GMs, okay? The, the, the guys that I know, the guys that I talk to, guys that I trust, and even a couple of them who are no longer in the league, they do some consulting here and there. They do some scouting for guys. They do some film watch. 
uh, for some of the teams out there. But I, every year when I talk to these guys, I'm like, okay, what's your hierarchy of, of importance on the football field? It, what, what are the most important positions? Obviously, quarterback is number one. We can move on from that. What's next? And GMs will have a different take. Some will tell you you got to have your tackle situation uh, figured out. Other GMs say you got to have a lockdown corner. Other GMs will say you got to have explosive wide receiver. Got to have a guy outside the numbers that can take the top off the defense. But over the last couple of years, it's become who's your number two, who's your number three option at wide receiver. Because as more NFL teams are forced to play nickel and dime packages because you run four wide receivers out there, it's no longer about your number one versus their number one. Because what's going to happen is your number three or your number four wide receiver is going to line up against some rookie who you know, may be out there for the first time, maybe doesn't even belong on a pro football field at that, at that point in his career. Those are the guys you're going to target. Because that, that position is getting much, much thinner, not only due to injury, which we've seen over the last several seasons, but just due to the amount of athletes that are choosing to play wide receiver as opposed to playing the defensive side of the secondary. It's all about who that third and fourth matchup is going to be. Your quarterback's talking about it now. It's, it's not looking for who the best player on the field is anymore. It's about who's going to get the win. Tom Brady talked about it. He said, you know, Early in my career, it was looking for my playmaker, my number one star, my my number one receiver. Now I'm looking for the player who's going to be most likely to get the win in their one-on-one matchup. It's changed. It's completely changed. And defenses are on their heels right now. And we're all reaping the benefits because it's fun to watch. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we return, we'll put a big, bright red, shiny bow on today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. That's next right here on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Join Spears and Ali tonight at Main Gate Square, University between Euclid and Park right there, right on campus. And join the community as we cheer on the Wildcats for their big game tomorrow night at Arizona Stadium, kickoff at 7.30. But tomorrow night with uh, Spe- tonight with Spears and Ali, it's Bear Down Thursday for the pep rally. The pep rally begins at 6. Pride of Arizona marching band will lead the group on to university and uh, march down university to the stage where they put on the rally. The uh, U of A cheerleaders will be there. Of course, the Palm team, the Twirlers, and our lovable mascots, Wilbur and Wilma, will be there. And ESPN Tucson and our sister stations will also be there with game tickets and more to give away to the uh, the fans that are out there supporting the Wildcat football team for a win tonight. Again, or t- Well, tonight is the rally. Tomorrow is the game. We know that. Kickoff is at 730 tomorrow night. I hope to see you guys there. And uh, be listening tomorrow morning. As I announce the winners of my tickets for this particular game, I got my pair of season tickets that I'm going to be giving away to two lucky winners who have registered all week long on our uh, text to win segments that we've had. So uh, good luck, and we'll pick those winners, and we'll let you know in the morning who that was. A lot of discussion in the NFL amongst you know football nerds like myself and people who just like to talk and uh, talk and talk and talk about the NFL about who the second best team in the league is. The consensus is that the Cardinals are the best team in the league. The record shows it. You watch them play. They don't have any holes. They're the best team in the league. Who's the second best team in the league? There's a lot of 5-1 and one teams out there. 
And there are some people that are saying it's the Buccaneers. Some people still want to hang on to the thought that it might be the Buffalo Bills at 4-2. and two. Some people think the Cowboys are the second-best team in the league. I think there's a team that people are forgetting about at 5-1 and one that are still going to be there, and they laid a smackdown on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier this season, and that's the Rams. Now, the Rams have been kind of quiet recently since their loss to the Cardinals. They smoked the Giants. That game, 38-11 was the final score. That was not indicative of the beatdown that was handed to the Giants. And, you know, now they got a big matchup this weekend, of course. Um, you know, the, the Rams, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be looking at uh, a game against the Detroit Lions, the 15-point favorite in that game. You know, Lions are god-awful. So the Rams are going to continue winning. I think they're the second-best team in the NFL. But we shall see. Upsets abound every weekend in the NFL. We'll have some great picks for you tomorrow on the Friday Five. And my NFL Lock of the Week looking to bounce back. Thanks to Adrian Denny, play-by-play voice of the Tucson Roadrunners, for joining us on today's show. And, of course, thanks to Mary back in the studio for pushing all the buttons and keeping us on the air. We'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Thanks for listening to The Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson.